Praise the Lord. When I grew up, I wasn't one of those that went to church like everybody else. I went to church maybe once every six months or however long it was. I don't know. There were different, there were different, different type, different time periods that we did different things. And every time I would go to church, God had this thought in my mind. And I would always think, man, I wonder, I wonder how far they got in the Bible this time. And I always would, would think that I had been left out because I, I would say, man, they probably already read through the whole Bible by now. The preacher probably have already taught the whole thing and I'm coming in right now and I don't know what they have learned. And, and little did I know that they, they, did not, they were not going through the Bible. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The preacher was given a scripture here or there, but I just think it's funny. That's how my mind was thinking. You know, even when I was even when I was a kid, I, I, I think I was about nine or ten years old. And I was thinking that all the churches were going through the Bible. I thought that they were all going through the scriptures, starting in Genesis, going through Revelation. And I was like, man, I'm going to I'm missing out. I was like, well, they probably all the way in the middle now. They probably <laughs> because every time I went, it was it was spontaneous when we went. It was never it wasn't a uh, it wasn't an everyday thing. And uh um, that has always been a desire of mine to be able to get through the word of God with the saints of God. Hallelujah. And one way or another, we're doing it. One way or another, we are doing it. Hallelujah. Uh, it's, it's a challenge because there are so many things that need to be discussed and need to be talked about. Hallelujah. But it's our job and our agenda to get in God's word and go all the way through um, and make sure that the saints are thoroughly prepared and thoroughly furnished unto every good work. Praise God. So we're going to look here in the book of Genesis chapter 1 tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Awesome chapter of the word of God. Hallelujah. It's where God lays the foundation. And we can learn a lot of things from the Lord. Hallelujah. By simply reading the word of God and allowing him to build us up in his word. Hallelujah. There is a blessing associated with reading the word of God. Amen. There is a blessing associated, hallelujah, with tapping into God's word. In Jesus' mighty name. Praise God. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says... In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Praise God. Now, I like these verses of Scripture, brothers and sisters, because I think that this is also the same pattern that the Lord of hosts uses when he is bringing light into a person's life. Amen. You see, before we give our lives to Christ... We are many earths. We are like a baby earth. Praise God. 
And if you if you look at the makeup of your body, then you're made up of the same stuff. You got earth and dirt inside of your body. You know, the, the, the Bible tells us that our bodies are full of water and the earth is full of 75% water. Um, inside of the earth are all kind of trace minerals and metals, gold, silver, all kinds of different things. And we also have the same traces of that inside of our being. But the reality of it is, brothers and sisters, is that before we come into an intimate relationship with the Lord, many of us, in fact, all of us, are without form and void. We walk around aimless. We walk around trying to figure out what life is all about. We walk around, amen, sometimes and quite often in the dark, amen. But when God sees that, what does he do? The Bible tells us that the Spirit of God moved upon the, the face of those waters, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And that's what God does in our life as well. He hovers over us whenever he wants to save, some, save someone, and whenever he wants to bring them to a place of salvation, he hovers over them, and then he begins to say, let there be light into this person. He speaks light over their life. He speaks light over us and, and calls forth light. Amen. And those things, whereas we were confused, we begin to see them more clearly. We begin to see them more perfectly. We begin to see them the way that they are and not the way that we think. Because before we come into the full knowledge of Jesus Christ, we, we perceive things in the way we think that they are, not in the way of truth. Do I have a witness, brothers and sisters? Hallelujah. Amen. Our minds are clouded with darkness. Our thoughts are filled with whatever we want to do. No purpose, no form, void. And the devil is just occupying that space. But when God steps on the scene of your life and and he begins to command light and he begins to speak light over your spirit and over your mind. You begin to see things differently. Hallelujah. You begin to see things not in this current condition of what it is, but you begin to see what it can become. Hallelujah. And in our life, somewhat mimicking that of the planet Earth. The best part of us does not come out until the Spirit of God comes upon us in the name of Jesus. And when the Spirit of God comes upon you, brothers and sisters, that is when you begin to realize your potential. Now let's look. The Bible says, And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. I also want you to know that I do believe that God does his most curious works in the darkness. Hallelujah. He does his most curious works in the dark. So if you remember, when he came to the earth, the earth had, the earth was here. He had already put it in position, but he placed it in darkness. It was to be discovered. If you look into outer space right now, you see vast darkness, but you see uh, these big gas balls of light. 
God does some amazing things in the dark, and there's some things that he doesn't want people to know that he's doing, that he does. He's a mysterious God. Hallelujah. Just like when he creates a human being, what does he create that newborn child in the dark? Amen. In the deep recesses of that mother's womb, he forms that child. Amen. And creates something great. We try to spy on it with our ultrasounds. We try to look into it. Amen. But the reality of it is, is that there's a spirit in man that God puts in it. And God begins to form that child and bring it forth according to the power of his eternal Godhead. Hallelujah. He does his curious works in the dark. He forms things in the dark. And, and as, we look at our, as we look in our life as well, saints, you, you can see that God doesn't bring you to a place of great light and then expect you to perform. But he actually brings you to a place of great darkness and suffering quite often so that he can form all these amazing things inside of you so that when he does say, let there be light, there's something amazing about you. Amen. Hallelujah. There's something, there's something special about you. By the time everybody figures out what's going on, it's too late because you've been in the dark, struggling by yourself. Amen. Being proven, being raised up by the power of God. Hallelujah. And then, and then God calls you forth and says, hey, have you considered my servant Job? Have you considered... The John the Baptist that I just raised up. Have you considered the Paul, amen, or the Anna the prophetess that I put in position? Hallelujah. He does a lot of these things in dark where we don't even, where we don't appreciate it. Nobody appreciates the work that's done in the dark. Hallelujah. But that's what God does most of his work. Amen. But God divided the light and the darkness. Amen. He divided the light in the darkness. And, and that's also the proving ground that God has in place as well, that proving ground. When you're in the dark, it's a proving ground. The Bible says that, it, you know, uh, that it, Jesus, when the world was full of darkness, he came in the midst of that darkness and did his work, and he hid that work. And when it was all said and done, he took the devil by his neck, and wrung his neck. Hallelujah. God is not darkness. Hallelujah. God is not darkness, but he works in the dark. Amen. And you become your strongest. You become the strongest you in the dark when God is molding you and forming you and fashioning you. You know, we despise that dark time. We despise it. I know I do. I'm like, man, I don't want to, I don't got time for this. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't got time for no darkness. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bring me out. I don't got time for no darkness, Lord Jesus. But God lets me know, son, you've got to go through if you want to be used. And I wasn't trying to rhyme there, but that's a good one. Amen. you got to go through if you want to be used. Amen. And the Bible says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters and God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament and it was so and God called the firmament heaven 
and the evening and the morning were the second day. Now, as I, as I use this model to describe to you uh, the creative, regenerative power that God unveils through us as we walk in the spirit or as we're walking in this natural life and he's converting us, there's a couple of things you pay attention to right here. First of all, I talked about darkness. And I talked about how God divides the darkness from the light. Amen. That's symbolic of our life with Christ. Amen. We cannot be in the dark and also dwell in the light. So we have to make up in our mind who we're going to serve. Amen. Hallelujah. We have to make up our mind who we're going to serve. Either you're going to be on the Lord's side and praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. My God, thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Either you're going to be on the Lord's side and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Or you are going to be on the devil's side and abide in darkness. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying that you don't make mistakes and, you know, we don't have trips up and things to that nature. But a child of God does not abide in the darkness. Jesus said, I am come that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. Hallelujah. It's a special feeling when you get to walk in that light, isn't it? Special feeling when you know that you can walk in the light as he is in the light. And we have fellowship one with another. You see, the scripture tells us here, not only that, but God divided the waters from the waters. There's two types of water that exists in the world. There's the waters of the ocean, the waters of the deep, and then there's the waters of heaven. Amen. That's above in the heavens that God has strategically put there for his own glory, for his own purpose. And I believe that the Lord does this, brothers and sisters, so that you and me would be able to recognize that there are two types of water that's in us. There's that earthly water that we drink. And then there's that spiritual water that we get to experience as we tap into the spiritual side of ourselves. Amen. Each and every one of us are earthly and spiritual. You've got some natural water in you that you need to drink for survival, but you also have that spiritual water in you, hallelujah, that you need in order to stay refreshed in the Holy Ghost. How do we stay refreshed in that living water? Jesus tells us that it's by calling upon his name. He said, he that believeth on me, amen, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the more you say the name of Jesus, you get to tap into that spiritual water that God has put in you. And you can also uh, tap into uh, the heavenly part of you. Amen. When God made us, he made us earthly and he made us heavenly. The problem is that we don't operate in the heavenly like we're supposed to. Now somebody might be saying, well, I don't think I'm heavenly. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm earthly. Amen. My thoughts are earthly. My, my attitude is earthly. Um, you know, Adam was a made of the earth, but we forget that Adam was made of earth and then God breathed into him that heavenly substance. Hallelujah. It, whatever God breathed into Adam, it wasn't an earthly thing. It was a heavenly thing that God breathed into him. Hallelujah. Amen. And so when we call upon the name of the Lord and when we pray and seek the face of God, read in his word, we're tapping into the spiritual part of us. And don't you know that your spiritual part of you is the real you? So even when your earthly man 
becomes lifeless or your earthly man becomes injured or hurt. Your spiritual man is actually more powerful than your earthly man. And your spiritual man can heal your earthly body. That's why we pray for healing because there is a spirit in man and the inspiration of the almighty gives him understanding. There's a spirit in man that can heal and that can do things when it's filled with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, in my point, the point to that, brothers and sisters, is this right here. The point to this right here is this. Adam was a dead corpse. But when God breathed into him, the spirit of Adam gave life to his body. Hello, somebody. Amen. And I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that when we begin to tap into who we are in the Holy Spirit, and we begin to tap into the power of God that rests inside of us, listen to me carefully. Your spirit man knows how to heal your natural man. Hallelujah. It's just got to be filled with the presence of God. Hallelujah. Because a lot of our, a lot of our not, a, not our spirits, but a lot of human humanity is filled with dead spirits. Hallelujah. Amen. Because of, because of sin and obedience to the devil. But there's two types of water that flow in us. Hallelujah. Let us not forsake that living water. And the Bible tells us, brothers and sisters, right here, it says, And God made the firmament, and God divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place. And let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. Hallelujah. Listen to God's word, brothers and sisters. That when we are walking in our purpose, as we look at the earth, what did God do? The Bible says that God made one big plot of land. Now, if you look at the world map today, you, you won't see the earth and God the way that God originally created the earth. You will see a fragmented earth and everything, you know, is kind of spread out. But I believe that when God first formed the earth, the whole earth was one big, one big piece of earth surrounded by the waters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I, and I believe that God had it designed that way for a purpose. You know, our bodies is a big piece of earth surrounded by water. You know, we have lots of rivers in our body, little you know, the, the water and, the, and, and, the, and uh, the, the flow of God's water in our body through our cells 
hydrating our cells, hydrating our eyes, hydrating our ears, hydrating our bones, taking care of all the functions that you would never think about. God's got water, so much water in you that uh, your body's 75% water. That's why when you see a person that's not drinking water, they begin to be look very dehydrated, face all sunken in, you know, uh, very depleted. Um, they, they definitely have all kinds of other issues going on with them because they don't have water. And so when God created man, he put man in position. And he also did the same thing. He created us to be able to, uh, to be these beings. Now, look. The Bible says that God called the dry land earth and God called the gathering, gathering of the waters seas. He called it good. The Bible says that God spoke to the earth and he told the earth to bring forth the grass and to bring forth the seed and to bring forth the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind and that the seed was in itself. In other words, there was life inside of the earth by itself. All it was waiting for was God to speak. Amen. All the earth was waiting for was for God to speak and call it forth. But everything that God would have wanted this earth to be, he already had blessed it. He had already put all of the requirements and all of the unique things inside of it. The diamonds, the gold, the grass, the trees, the fruit, the seed. It was all planted within the earth amen and so as we as we look at this what is the what is the what is the meaning that you and i need to take from this brothers and sisters that the meaning that you and i need to really gather from this is that everything that god wants you to do is already built inside hallelujah that's why you don't have to try to be anyone else amen the grass that God has symbolically placed in you or the spiritual grass, I'd put it that way, or the herbs and the trees, amen. God has already placed every fruit that he wants you to bear inside of you. The only thing we need is to have an active word from God. That's why we have to read the Bible. That's why we have to declare the scripture, the word of God. Why? Because as we listen to the word of the Lord, it activates and calls forth things out of us that God placed in us. It's already in you. You don't need to look to the left and find out how they did it. You don't need to look to the right and find out what they're doing. Because God has trees in you. Hallelujah. He already has blessings and energy in you. Hallelujah. Reproductive energy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The energy of the spirit to transform um, lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so it's very imperative for us as saints of God that we understand it. And the Bible says, he says, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Now, I wonder why we call it Mother Earth when God is calling all these trees and all these fruits and all these things after his kind. Hallelujah. Amen. I, you know, I don't know. We have to look into that in Jesus' name.
But everything is already there, right? Everything is already inside of your spirit. That everything is already planted inside of you. Everything that you would want to do, everything that God would want you to use to bring glory to his name, you, you don't, you're not asking God to qualify you to be something that you have not already been ordained to be. You're just asking him to help you to, to, to understand what you've been called to be and then to get out there and work. Hallelujah. And, and the Bible says, in the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Now, somebody may have not caught this before, but I will tell you that before God made the lights in the heaven, he had already created light itself. There's a difference between general light and then the sun and the moon. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says in verse 3, God said, let there be light and there was light. But in verse, two, verse number 14, it says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament. So that's, a two that's two different time periods. One time period where he actually created light itself or allowed light to shine forth. And the other two, other time, when he put in motion um, the, the, the sun and the moon and the stars. And he, he ordained that those sun and moon and stars would be for us to have light upon the earth. Praise the Lord. You find out later on that the scripture, the scripture tells us that God likened the man to the sun, the woman to the, to the moon. Amen. But in every one of our lives, brothers and sisters, I think that we need to have the light of God. Hallelujah. We have to have the light of God. If you are going to be that functional believer that's winning souls and kingdom building and transforming lives and doing great things, God is qualifying you to be able to do it all. God is qualifying you to be able to do everything. Look, he's already given you the Holy Spirit, the water of the Spirit. He's already given you, amen, the ability to bring forth fruit and to call forth fruit. It's already built inside of you. He's already divided you from the darkness. And then now God, not only that, but God has also given us the ability to have things that we can do that bring light into us. And I believe that number one is the word of God. Spiritually, the Bible, the Bible lets us know that his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, and when we read the scripture, when we read the Bible, listen to me now, you need to get this. When you read the Bible, you are causing yourself to be able to have the light of the son of God to shine right into you. Amen. Giving you light, giving you light in your spirit and giving you light in your inner man. Hallelujah. And then not only that, but the Bible tells us that to those who believe his to to those who look for him, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. What is that level of light? That is the name of Jesus. These are the two most powerful elements or uh, weapons that we can use when trying to navigate ourselves uh, the same way God navigated the earth and the same way God controls the earth today. Hallelujah. 
When you make it your point to read the word of God and to call upon the name of Jesus on a consistent basis, you have set yourself up to actually be a living earth in the world. Hallelujah. To be a living, functional, reproducing entity that God gets glory from. Amen. Now you see later on that that that's exactly what he told Adam and Eve to do. I want you to be fruitful and multiply. And this is the method that you have to use if you want to bring forth fruit. That's the reason why Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. He says, he that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth what? Much fruit. John 15. Supernatural power is associated with the light of the spirit of God. And all we got to do is walk in it. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So if I call on Jesus, I get the light of the world. If I'm in his word, I get the light of the world. And I'm actually walking according to my makeup. What am I saying? We are made from the DNA strands of the earth. And if the earth works by this, this is how you're going to work as well. Hallelujah. There's a heavenly connection with the earth. There's an earthly side and there's a spiritual side. And there's a, there's a heavenly connection with each and every one of us as well. There's an earthly side and a spiritual side. And when you understand this, your life becomes green and you begin to bear much, much fruit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.